0: This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is an award-winning monthly subscription crate with hands-on projects for kids 0 to 16. It makes learning about science, technology, art, geography, culture, and math fun.
1: Everything KiwiCo produces is designed by experts and tested by kids. KiwiCo spends over a thousand hours designing and testing every single crate.
0: KiwiCo offers projects for every age and interest from geography and culture to engineering and design to science and art and much more. And Kara, you just had some boxes arrive at your house, right?
1: We did. We did um an atlas crate that was all about Japan. And then we got the the pinball machine in Eureka crate. Have you seen that one?
0: This month, we were exploring China with our Atlas crate, and we're going to make a stained glass sun catcher, which will be perfect for entering the dark yeah. season here, their doodle crate. And then we're ridiculously excited that our Eureka crate that just came, you make a card shuffling machine, which is perfect for our family because we play so many Yeah. <laughs> So I was thinking with the holidays on the horizon, this would make a great gift. And there's really something for anyone from ages 1 to 104.
1: Totally. You know how aunts and uncles and everybody are always like, what can I get your kids? What can I get your kids? A subscription to KiwiCo. Because there is nothing that brings kids as much joy as getting a KiwiCo box at their door. <laughs> oh my gosh. They are like, it came. <laughs> I I always say I used to have a closet right by... um my front door so I could hide our KiwiCo boxes when they came and now we don't have that anymore so now we just have to do them the minute the doorbell rings and the kids see them. (laughs) (laughs) So to learn more about all the crates KiwiCo has to offer and to pick which ones your kids would like best, go to KiwiCo.com slash homeschoolsisters. That's KiwiCo.com slash homeschoolsisters. Sisters listeners who follow this link will get a free trial promotion. You'll get your first month free. You'll just need to pay shipping $4.95 for the U.S. or $9.95 for international shipping.
0: Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate.
1: Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you know, I feel like we sort of started to settle in a little bit with like a rhythm. And then yesterday we had one of those days where we literally weren't home all day.
0: (laughs) Wait, what were you calling it? Because I could
1: so relate. Oh, I I call. Yeah, I call it a gauntlet day because there's like so many things to get through. It's like an obstacle course. And I just realized like when you do these like you have to lower other expectations like so much you know because you're just trying to get through all the things that you have to do on your list but this was a weird one because this one still had a lot of waiting because we were at the dmv which i know That's the worst everybody makes jokes about the dmv but like we would we would drive to one that was like 20 minutes from here and it literally looked like it was like somebody's house it was tiny and there would be like one <laughs> no little old woman that worked there and she'd be like hi honey you need your license you know and it was just easy um and I didn't realize that they built a brand new building and now it's attached to um a place that has slot machines next door oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> this is, this... That, is,
0: that is kind of genius it, okay <laughs> it is a captive audience that's like well, dying for something to do. and slot here's where are my jam, but I can see they'd make a lot of money on that.
1: Right here, here's where, here's where they like got it is that. So in the DMV, they have the numbers like counting, you know, your numbers next, and you go in and you get your number like at a deli, you know, and your numbers. But then they have the same number system that shows in the place with the slot machines.
0: Oh my gosh. So is where's the slot machine money going?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I just feel like, like, yeah, honey, I got to get my license plate sticker again. And it's like, didn't you just get that last week? Nope. Got to get another license plate sticker. All of a sudden DMV is... Place to be yeah and, and they had posts I wrote on my site like eons ago about having
0: to go there last minute with my oldest at the time it was years ago and the questions he would ask at top volume one of them
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait I remember this <laughs> <laughs> it was such a humbling one of many humbling experiences in our, our what did he together. ask though he asked about somebody's like somebody's perfume-ish like
0: no it was Wait. worse than that. He asked how you know if... He's like, you know that smell? Someone hasn't showered. And you know that they haven't showered. How do you know what that smell is? The unshowered smell. And I was like, oh my word.
1: <laughs> I knew it had something to do with smell. I was I like, knew. Shh, shh, look at your eyes, book. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with smell. I know, I know. I have... Yeah. Why do kids do that? Why do they decide to do that? Or like if you're in a public bathroom, they decide to ask you questions like, oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. My nephew wins at asking questions in the public bathroom. And I, I can't say it on the podcast, but it was very funny. (laughs) Yeah. There was another question that I'm not going to say. Yeah. Anyway.
0: One one time my son I may have said this on the podcast before too, same son, probably same year at, at a pool, when we were the only ones at the pool, asked a woman who was retirement age if she regretted the how did, I forget how he said it now. Did you regret Do you regret your t- her, t- his, the <laughs> tattoo and he was like, Do you regret the tattoo now that you're old? <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I was the only parent there. Like I wanted to print, pretend he wasn't me and just like slide off of mine and slide off the seat. I was like, no, I could see it coming out of his mouth. I was like, no, don't, don't.
1: <laughs> you wanted to like throw yourself on him. Like no, he was a grenade about to detonate. Like, no.
0: Cannonball. That's what I should have done. It's like, a, no, but she was a retired school teacher and she thought it was hilarious and they ended up having this great conversation and she was like, he was the highlight of my day calls it like he sees it like thank god you appreciate that because <laughs> like, not everybody I would have believe you just asked that I wanted to die like oh no go no. take it back take it back
1: did I tell you like so when before before I did like you know the writing that like podcasts and whole like I was a freelancer so like it meant that I would write about a lot of weird stuff and I would have to talk to a lot of like random people on the phone and I have little tiny kids and they would call sometimes like the people not the kids um the kids were with me um but like so like a doctor would call and it would be like I had just gotten out of the shower and I'm in a towel and I'm like trying to interview this doctor and I'm in a towel but like I'd been trying to track him down for like three weeks and I didn't want yeah and so um one time somebody called and I was interviewing them and my kids were just being like kids but like mm-hmm. kids at like four thirty in the afternoon on a winter yes. day haven't gotten outside running or just being like so loud and it went fine but and, and then you know they would do the thing that we always joke about too where they come up to you and they're like can I have candy you know because they Ugh. know that you can't be like I'm on the phone you know
0: like everything you edited <laughs> out of this podcast is that what you <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, And so I got off the call and I was like ready to cry just from like the like that was so hard and like what life choices have brought me to like writing about psoriasis. Like, uh, you know, and I've got people calling me and and it was just really hard. And my mom called and she was like, you know, how are you? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just got off this call. And, you know, I'm just I'm trying so hard to like be professional ish. And my kids were like screaming in the background and asking me for things. And she's like, oh, you just tell them that you're watching somebody else's kids. And I was like, what? She's like, I used to do it all the time. So apparently when we were being horrific, Hellions, like as children and my mom was on the phone her phone that reached from one end of the kitchen to the other it was orange i had like the giant you know like cord 40 foot long cork. yeah corkscrew cord thing um when we were being naughty she would just be like yeah i'm watching my friend's kids they're just out of control i'm so sorry <laughs> so there you go Hilarious. Yeah, that's your that's tip so for funny. the day. If you're on the phone and your kids are being naughty, you just.
0: Yeah, still wouldn't work with the podcast, though, because you know them.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right before this one, I had to say, <gasps> put the tin whistle away. <laughs> yes. We
1: just talk the tin about tin whistle. I can't I think just of. just Yeah. And recorders. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, have... the tin whistle is a little less offensive than the recorder. I will say that.
1: We have, gotten But still, a lot when of... I'm like,
0: hey, I'm going into to podcast now with Karen, we're going to be interviewing someone. So could you, you know, do all of those activities we mentioned that might be a good outlet for you? Like 30 <laughs> seconds later, you can hear the tin whistle outside the door. It's just slow. <laughs> Thanks for that.
1: It's like telling your kids, like, and our pets, our kids and our pets, could you please find the loudest thing you
0: could do? And do it right here yeah. in my space
1: or like we'll be interviewing somebody and i can see the fedex man coming up the stairs and i'm like oh no oh no oh no and then my dog is like raw, 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 raw. and did i say this i said this though last week that like my husband we had a, a kind of a creepy plumber come over mm-hmm. and he was like oh she's fine she doesn't bite and i'm like no 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 i listen to true tra- true crime podcasts like you tell people like I'm super sorry, but she might try to eat you and she... Yeah,
0: I, well, I tell the dog that I'm disappointed in her performance sometimes because she will <laughs> bark at the squirrels, she will bark at the kids at the bus stop, and then we had this really rude gentleman here who was really condescending, fixing something that was broken under warranty that I won't get into. I'm still fired up because I, I can feel like coming on, but he was rude and I was like, you should have been barking at him. And I could be like, stand back. My dog does not like your disrespect in my house. <laughs> you get, you better I better yeah. start running now.
1: <laughs> I kind of want, I, I sort of secretly want to learn just a few words in a different language that sound really intimidating. So that like when somebody comes up and I can just be like, blah, 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 blah like to my dog and just have yeah. her like, have that be her cue to be like, yes. raw, 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 you know, just because yeah not not necessarily because like people are being dangerous but um just because i'm sort of antisocial i saw a license plate yesterday that said INFJ like 62 and i was i kind of wanted to like roll down my window and be like is that your myers briggs type <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like no i'm from indiana and i like flutes and journaling i don't know
0: I don't know what else. <laughs> Do you, is your state big into the custom license plates? Because New Hampshire is all about it, and it's so just—it's dis- so distracting. Because if I can't figure one out, it drives me nuts. <laughs> I like a good puzzle. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then you get to know the same people that like live near you, and I always wonder what—I don't have that one thing I would put on my plate. But there's this like—I shouldn't even. Well, there's an older lady, and her license plate is Bum. Yeah, and I always wonder: Did her kids do that, or did her husband do it as a joke, and she has to ru- drive bum around? I see her all the time. <laughs> yes, but it's been more I than a year.
1: Can't been, well, after a year, years. you can like change it, right? So it, sure. it, it would be a good well, prank if just it was.
0: Is the chaos right, or I don't know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. People or are maybe
0: they're her initials, and she just didn't know.
1: Yeah, Well... oh, her initials, and she I just didn't know. <laughs>
0: I had well. I had a friend in in um, <laughs> elementary and middle school, and her, you know, when it was the big thing to put your initials on your LL bean bag, yeah, or sure, was in her area. Yeah. so her Ill- initials were LSD, and her parents got her the bag, and she was like, "Don't they like? Didn't they think about this before they named me or before they ordered the bag?"
1: I'm just trying to think <laughs> of there one. Noticeable? If if her if her initials are B U M, I'm trying to think of one w- woman's name that starts with a U. Ursula. Ursula. About
0: this.
1: There we go. You've thought about it. I've thought about it. <laughs> I, I've yes. thought about it. There's She's like, Barbara- I'm Barbara Ursula. Yeah,
0: Martin. there's one that has like there's someone. See, now I feel like this is where you get in trouble in a Hampshire. There's someone who has a license plate with nude in it. There's more to it. But they're like a soccer parent. And I can't understand if the nude, I think of naked. I can't think of another meaning for this. It's not a last name. But then, like, if you're yeah. having a weird, like, kind of a eh, license plate, then you have to be a soccer parent. And everyone sees your nude plate. Yeah. But maybe it's something totally benign in my be- my mind is just going to a gutter. But I'm always like, who's driving the nude? I
1: don't know. The There's nude. not a lot of interpretations of nude other than Me? unclothed. <laughs> I don't know. This does segue into our topic today. <laughs> because I was Thank telling you and Cindy talking that about. so Cindy West from Our Journey Westward and No Sweat Nature Study we're talking to her today. She's been a lot of- about nature. I'm sorry, Cindy. I'm sorry. And I was talking about how we have a nature group that meets on Mondays and my daughter, I, I, it's not really a co-op. So I started calling it a nature group and my daughter was like, it sounds like, like we're like natural, like, I don't know. It kind of sounds like, like we're, like we're, she doesn't want me to call it a nature group. It sounds like we're nudists or it's like a nudist. I don't know. So there's our segue. Uh, but,
0: it all brings you back to that you should wear pants. Wear pants when you go in nature.
1: Right. You have a post about that. We have a podcast about that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of becoming our accidental theme. Like, if we ever go on tour, like, we'll have people be like, you know, you've got this, sister, and wear pants!
0: <laughs> the other day I was at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> see that right there, was, there i'm gonna bring this back to the no pants there was a man sometimes i attract um interesting people to talk to <laughs> what is when happening? i don't feel like talking <laughs> there was a gentleman who told me and i was not they just out of the blue just told me that there is a nudist colony in new hampshire and i was thinking to myself one this is you're weird and two no, there isn't, because that seems like the worst idea ever. If you're gonna have a nudist colony, be someplace warm. But lo and behold, there is one. <gasps> really? So it's like the live for your die, like tough of the tough nudist colony, probably.
1: Oh no! Oh, yeah, no. i uh, yeah. <laughs> a ticks. Like all I can think of is like when I I had a craft bead in my the back of my leg, which was. Closer borderline bomb, yeah. It was south of the border, but just barely. Um, and I kept thinking, like, I'm gonna have to go to the doctor with this tick. And, like, uh, and I mean, I know you can remove ticks on your own, but it was at a spot that would have been very hard for me to get to on my own. Like, I don't, poor Cindy, she's gonna be afraid to share yeah. this one.
0: Oh my gosh, Cindy's. Cindy's gonna
1: look... <laughs> But
0: Well, you know, this is just who we are.
1: This is just who we are. We're just
0: two homeschool moms.
1: Yeah, doing the best we can, talking yep. about new n- na- nature, nature, nature,
0: being uh, natural,
1: being natural. Okay. So this is actually this is a great, great. <laughs> this is a great, great, great. I don't know. This is this is gonna be good because, um, Cindy is like the person to talk to if maybe nature isn't your thing. You know, Um, because it was, it's not really so much my thing. It's, it's becoming more my thing, but so I'm excited to talk to her.
0: Oh, she's going to help so many people with this episode. So, Cindy West is a former elementary school teacher, mom of three, and a go-to resource in the homeschool world when it comes to nature study. And she recently started an online community called No Sweat Nature Study that offers live online nature study and nature journaling classes twice a month. And <laughs> my kids are already addicted.
1: I know. We've both done it. So fun. Yeah. Um And Cindy is the voice behind Our Journey Westward, where she has a ton of resources, tons of stuff for nature study, but also other stuff, living math, artist studies, more. Um, She is a much sought after speaker, the author of the book, Homeschooling Gifted Kids, and just like one of my favorite people out there. And the person that is helping me get over my, not so, I like nature, but I want to like it more and she's helping me. So should we call Cindy?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: This episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream. CuriosityStream is a subscription streaming service that offers more than 2,000 documentaries and nonfiction titles from some of the world's best filmmakers, including originals. With CuriosityStream, you can watch award-winning science, technology, history, and nature documentaries worldwide, on demand, and on multiple devices. This is one of our favorite homeschool resources, isn't it, Kate? Yes, it is. Plans start at just
0: two ninety nine a month, and I always say that Curiosity Stream is the best three bucks I spend each month. Aside from, I think the public library, it's my top recommendation when it comes to homeschool resources. When you think about it, you get such value for less than the price of one of those fancy fall beverages that everyone's drinking right now.
1: That's what I always compare it to. I compare it to my Starbucks tea, which is three bucks. So. Mm-hmm right for a whole month that's pretty amazing and speaking of fall curiosity stream will be premiering some spookier fun in preparation for halloween themes include the 17th century witch trials the migration of bats the literature of frankenstein and vampires and many more along that vein i'm getting so excited (laughs) several of these shows are kid-friendly but still spooktacular and if Halloween isn't your thing, Curiosity
0: Stream has tons of educational content. On October 17th, they're premiering Amazing Dino World, a brand new two-part dinosaur series with amazing animation on par with Out of the Cradle. So if your kids love dinosaurs, they might love that one. And in early November, they'll be launching a biographical series on American history.
1: Oh my goodness, so much fun. There's like something for everyone.
0: There's more than something for everyone because I feel like our watch list is out of control. (laughs) (laughs) We watch a lot and we still don't get to everything.
1: Yeah. Um, So if you want to learn more, go to curiositystream.com slash homeschool to sign up for your free trial. And if you watch anything you love, be sure to share it with us because we're always adding items to our watch lists. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Cindy.
2: Hi, Cindy. Hi, hi! I'm so glad to be here.
1: Oh my goodness, we're so excited to talk to you. Thank you for joining us.
2: Uh, this has been a long time dream of mine, ladies. <gasps> oh my goodness! <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes I love me. You too. Oh, that makes me feel so good. I, you know, it's so just just fun. filled our buckets. We we met. <laughs> Did we just meet like last? Some, when did we meet last fall? Last, last spring. Oh my goodness, I'm stumbling over this. We met anyway.
2: at GHC in Cincinnati. For okay, the first time we had known one another through this homeschooling, blogging, social media world, but we finally met at GHC.
1: Okay, so that was April. Man, yes. I just, but you're one of those people that like when I met you, I just felt like I'd known you forever. So,
2: yeah, we have. Yay, it's yeah. a strange world we live in now. We <laughs> it really is. We've never
1: met. <laughs> I know, I know. But it was just this like, oh, there's my friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who did not meet you last in April, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do?
2: Sure. Um, I am a homeschool mom of 18 years. So I've been at this thing a long time. 22 um, year old and 19 year old are in college. So homeschooling works, they're doing fine, it's all good, and then I am homeschooling a seventh grader this year, and um, I never realized one child could keep me on the roads as often as this one, and I think maybe we were on the roads a lot with the other one, the other kids, but I got used to them being drivers, and now they're both gone, and I'm the driver again, so I don't know, maybe I'm too old to be a taxi driver, I'm not really sure, (laughs) That's going to be an adjustment going back to the driving. (laughs) It's a very big adjustment. Um, And what I do, well, besides homeschooling, um, I teach co-op. And I speak sometimes at conferences. And I do a blog at ourjourneywestward.com where we just talk about creative homeschooling. And I do a lot of nature study things. So um, I write nature study curriculum and I teach nature study classes.
1: Awesome, well, we are very excited to have you on to talk about nature study because Kate, I think Kate, you're a little bit more of a you're you're a nature person, I would say you know I love nature you yes. hike, you hike, you have a place to hike pretty close by
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i nature study did not come naturally to me <laughs> we will say <laughs> uh our nature. Preserve place. Like, they're a little bit of a drive. We're kind of right in the middle of the city. And so um, it's something that I've always felt like I wish I was better at. So I'm excited to talk to you in case there's other moms out there like that who feel like, you know. Um, so I guess that's actually my first question is, is why? Why is nature study? First of all, why is it such a big thing with homeschoolers? And then second mm-hmm. of all, what are, what like, why... I'm not going to say should because I hate shoulds, but like what are some of the benefits, we'll say,
2: okay. of doing nature well, study? The reason I think it's kind of a big deal with homeschoolers is probably twofold. Um, the first, Charlotte Mason homeschooling is a big deal right now, and she particularly wanted kids to be outside a lot, and she wanted people to be studying nature a lot. So I think that that Charlotte Mason Mason um, movement – if that's probably not a great word, but has has really opened people's eyes to the importance of nature study. But then also, I think when homeschoolers begin doing it, they realize that all of their active kids, their gifted kids, their special needs kids, their whatever. Everybody's being fed outdoors, whether it's just the fresh air, sunshine and movement or the kids are getting hands on learning or they're allowed to be inquisitive Um I I think those are two really big reasons it's popular. Um, And then some of the benefits I just mentioned, um, all of those things from the movement and the sunshine and the fresh air, we can get really stagnant in homeschooling. Um, This book, that book, this book, that book. Okay, now we've spent six hours in the books. Everybody's exhausted. When really, if you would have just taken a little bit of a break and gotten outside, gotten some fresh air and some exercise, those book work things might not have been quite so exhausting in the end. Um, and then on top of that, I like to call nature study uh, my science lab. I mean, think about a college we, or high school. We usually don't think of labs until we think of high school. But what's the purpose of a lab? It's to know something, but then get your hands in it and to mm-hmm. experiment with it and to learn about it in hands on ways. That's what nature study is. So and, and like I mentioned, you can do that successfully, whether you've got a special needs kiddo, um, whether that is a learning disability special need or a gifted special need, um, or just even your active ADHD type of kids, your loud kids, you're not going to see quite as much in nature with your loud kids, but that's part of it. (laughs) Or you're all of the above kids. (laughs) Or you're all of the above kids. Yeah, I'm only homeschooling one right now, so it's easy to kind of take that back. But we had the whole plate full when I was homeschooling all three of them.
1: Have you always been a nature person? Is that something that has come from like early on in your life? Or where did this come from, this interest in nature study?
2: That's a good question. Um, I have two funny answers to that. So do you remember Trivial Pursuit, the old Trivial Pursuit? What did green mean? The little green widget was science and a lot of it was nature related. I always wanted green. If we were going for the pie, I wanted green. (laughs) <laughs> because I love nature questions. I can answer those. But I think that love originally came from my mama and my grandma. Who, they always had us at a state park, on a trail. Um, I lived in a neighborhood. I spent a lot of time outdoors, as um, most people from my generation did. But just getting in nature and, and watching both of them garden, flower garden, and vegetable mm-hmm. garden, I just think that it became part of me. But I will add... We didn't start nature study as a thing in homeschooling right away. It took me a little time to learn about it and hear about it and dabble in it before I realized, oh my goodness, this is a game changer. So,
0: piggybacking on that, what did your home, what did it start off looking like? And then what did it kind of evolve to over the years?
2: So, you mean for nature study or Mm -hmm. just homeschooling in in general? In your home. Okay. Um, I came from the public school. So I was an elementary school teacher. And when I came home, my daughter was little. And I just knew that what I had done and what I had seen done in the public school system was not creating lifelong learners um, who loved learning. So I, I was blessed with two or three years of researching. So I was always kind of on this Charlotte Mason path, but as anybody who might be familiar with Charlotte Mason, and I don't know if your audience is or not, it's a big it's it's kind of a big feast to feast on as a parent to learn the Charlotte Mason method. Um, and I have never done it perfectly. I don't want to do it perfectly because we've always done what works for our family. Um, and that's really, really, really important to me. So nature study was one of those things that I thought, okay, this isn't the thing that we're going to try now. We love being in nature and we tried doing it. The kids responded really well. So, um, I would say we've always been outdoors a lot, but formal, Nature study didn't really begin until likely when my oldest was in second grade, and it was just like I tell people go out on a walk, see what you can find. Okay, now start going out with a purpose in mind. Okay, now maybe pull together do you want to focus on a certain theme for maybe a month and start looking at those things over and over again? Um, so it just grew until it was, I met a friend who also had the same love for learning and the same love for nature study. And we said, you know what? There's just not a lot of guidance out there for homeschoolers. Let's write some things. And that's how all of this business stuff was born.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay. I love that. Well, first of all, yes, on your site, Our Journey westward, you have a ton of fantastic resources. So much there. Thank you. Lots of them have sort of like what you just described, a simple start where if you're like this parent who's thinking, I, I, I know I want to do this, but I don't know if I want to get like nets and like everybody gets waiters and we're going to go and catch like wildlife and keep it in our house for forever. You know what I mean? It's like a low barrier to entry kind of thing where you know you can just start out and then like you said like have an idea in mind of something to look for and an intention when you go out and then so there's tons of stuff over there so we'll make sure that we link to your shop in our Thank show you. notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com and then this is like I'm going to go off in a different direction for just a second but when you were talking about how you started out and you were like Charlotte Mason, but you were figuring out what worked for you and you didn't, you know, necessarily feel like, and now you have these kids who are thriving in college and life is good. Um, I think we should come back and you should come back sometime and we should just talk about that for a whole episode. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, I I would the love same thing. thing. Yeah. Yes. That's actually a passion talk of mine. Yay! So, yeah, let's do it sometime.
1: Okay. Because I just, I mean, hearing you talk that would about that. That
0: everyone's hearts, I think, and just reassure Yeah, Um,
1: and we get so many questions about that, like, I mean, I literally just got a question yesterday where it's, I feel like I'm not fill-in-the-blank philosophy enough, how do I shake this, how do I get comfortable doing what works for my family, and letting go of the rest, so anyway, that's just a little, a little segue there. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I would love that conversation. Awesome, okay, well, we will, we will do that at some point, but... Before we do that, we'll get back to the nature study thing. There were a couple of really good questions that I got um, via Instagram that I wanted to ask you. Um, So the first one is close to my heart. How do you teach about nature when you don't know much about it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, the dirty secret is I don't always know everything either. It's what you are used to that you begin to learn And what you do over and over and over that you begin to put in your mind and, you know, kind of have that memory behind it or even the knowledge behind it. So there are tons of things that I still don't know. That's why God created Google. And (laughs) that's why people have put field guides together and and all that. And so what I tend to do is not necessarily let my kids know that I don't know something. Um, sometimes I will, sometimes I'll say, I have no clue. We're going to learn this together. Um, but a lot of times I'll put the learning on their shoulders and that can look like, okay, so there's lots of different ways this can look. Um, number one, let's say we know nothing about nature. Well, I'm going to go get a picture book about autumn or about photosynthesis or about fruits Whatever is like right now that we're going to go and see, I'm going to go get a library book or two and we're going to pre read or I might pull out a field guide and we're going to pre read through something like that or something on Google. Um, So that's if we kind of know this is the, this is probably some of the stuff we're going to see and I don't know how to explain it. Okay. And so we'll pre-read, we'll go outside, we'll look for things, we'll do our nature journal drawings. We might even have the field guide out with us to start identifying and we're out in the field and somebody asks a question and I don't know the answer. And we didn't bring the right field guide. um, The, the, the LTE on my phone isn't working, so we can't pull up Google <laughs> right now. I say, you know what? Write some questions that you have in your nature journal. Go ahead and maybe sketch it because we don't really know what it is. But give us a quick sketch or let's take a quick picture on the phone and write a few notes, write a few questions that you have. And let's go home and let's explore. And then you put the learning I mean, you can be doing that together, but you can also give them the the bulk of the responsibility on that. And you don't necessarily have to really know nature.
0: And they're writing and researching.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. There's a ton of um, uh, multi-subject learning when it comes to nature study, especially if you pull out that nature journal.
1: I love that you start with picture books, too.
2: That you just go to the library.
1: Yeah, grab a picture book. I mean, there's so much there. I think, you know, the inclination a lot of times is picture books are for when your kids are little and they're not reading yet. Um, But there's like, there's great resources like a Gil Gibbons book or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that you can just pull those out and then you can learn. (laughs) That's how I faked my way through. Teaching preschool <laughs> at co-op for so many years, like, I don't
2: to the rescue.
1: I don't know about frogs, but Gil Gibbons does. Yeah.
2: I have a whole um, a whole post on my blog that I wrote picture books that are appropriate for middle school because there are so many there's there's so much information inside most picture books that's presented in a quick, orderly fashion, so you're not spending days and weeks learning about something you just want to get the basics in real quick read that picture book and then get outside
0: you just had a really great email come through my inbox about pumpkin uh, learning this time of year in pumpkin, and pumpkin science pumpkin yeah. school it's yeah. so fun and that's you know it's such an easy way to incorporate what's happening now in your world and things that your kids are excited about holiday wise into a more formal education without maybe them
2: realizing it's like yeah, and that is actually nature study without really having to even go anywhere. So I have some pumpkins at the house, and then it's kind of math and science. It's like this big STEM day, but in reality, it's also nature study. So I'm all about connecting subjects whenever possible and knocking knocking things out, not only quickly, but in really fun, meaningful, hands-on, real-life kind of ways.
1: Well, so bringing up the pumpkin thing, and you talked about you don't even have to go anywhere, so you have no sweat guides on your site. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, are those kind of more things that you can do without being able to get out in nature as much? Yeah.
2: Okay. So – strangely enough there are a lot of people who want to do nature study but they do not want to get outside or they can't so there are allergies or illnesses or um, handicaps or things that or just really 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 hot temperatures or cold temperatures that don't allow them to get outside like they would want so um i love doing morning time i've always loved doing morning time and i thought you know what no sweat nature study would be a great way to teach nature study around a morning timetable. Really, you could use it anytime, but I kind of created them with my morning time in purpose. Um, and so it's either book or video Or some other kind of text like an online website or something that kind of gets the information out to the kids and then there's lots of discussion that goes along with that a little bit of nature notebooking that you do around the table with your kids and then their ideas if you say you want to get outside for a nature walk I've given you at least a creative idea or two to take what you learned that day and get outside if you want but you certainly don't have to so yeah
1: awesome and now you have a whole online community where you're, I you're like bringing it to people's like houses. It's awesome. Yeah. Kate and I have both, we're both part of it. We both um, did your cattails class. Oh, you're talking
2: about the membership. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there are two No Sweat Nature studies. There's the guides that you can download and do with your own family. But yeah, I have started teaching live classes that you can use really any way you like. You can use them live or you can use them recorded with your kids or your classroom or whatever. And I'm actually doing the teaching to your kids. So Yeah, I'm so excited about that.
1: Yeah. And
2: we My
0: my kids were just a little bit obsessed. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were just they're like, Can we do that tomorrow? I said this there isn't one tomorrow. <laughs> you gotta wait a little. Soon, Cindy's good, but she's not that good. <laughs> Daily live classes. <laughs>
1: But you're going to be doing classes twice a month in your community, and um, there's different topics, every every session is a different topic, and there's nature journaling, and you walk us through that, and I might have drawn my own cattails because it was so fun, and...
2: I love it. I love it. So yeah, and the kids, it's very interactive. So the kids can, they're, they've got a job to do in their nature journal. This next class coming up, which probably will have happened before this podcast goes live, the kids are actually going to do an experiment with me. Um, so they're going to be doing an experiment on their end. Well, I've got one going on my end. They're going to do some nature notebooking. They can also, if you if they have the the computer space in front of them they can interact with me by answering questions on um on the little chat and raising their hand with the little raise hand function it's very fun very fun
1: and you're such a natural like you have such a great way of talking to kids on their level like respectfully but also you know making sure that it you're like you, you can just tell that that's your passion is like you know, teaching, teaching kids. And so oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, When you did the Lewis and Clark event with Nana from uh, Chalk Pastels, you're an artist, Chalk Pastels. I was like, it was like a little sneak peek glimpse of what it was going to be like when you had your own community open up and it was like, "Oh, this is going to be good. This is yeah. going to be really good." So, yeah, we we learned a, uh, I learned a ton about cattails that I didn't know, oh, you thank know? You. And Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so selfish question. If you have someone in your house who maybe um is a little bit perfectionistic when it comes to notebooking and journaling and that kind of thing do you have any tips for how to deal with that
2: <laughs> the first thing <laughs> would be to watch my cattails lesson where I spelled rhizome incorrectly
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> part that was my favorite part and can I tell you my kids were dry. so I have two perfectionists and one will just zero to 60 frustration when some, yeah. when when that happens and um, they were drawing and they were listening to you. But the second you spelled it wrong, they were looking straight at you and just taking in everything you were saying like how will she handle this yeah if I spell something wrong yeah (laughs) and the whole thing you said about being a perfectionist and how you want things to look beautiful but this is a process and it's something that you're going to be working on over time was just so helpful as a mom I was like
2: yes good (laughs) thank you well and I always start my classes by saying listen nature notebooking is about the learning process this is not about creating something that we're going to put on our wall. Um, you could if you wanted to, but more than anything, I want you to come out of this knowing the science behind it, noticing the details in it and doing your very best to draw that. And if that means you scratch out some things and do, you know, you've written a word incorrectly and you need to scratch it out because you wrote it in colored pencil and rewrite it correctly, do that. And then later, if you want to make something that's a little bit more, um, presentation worthy, redo your notebooking page based on what you already had, um, if you need to do it in a perfectionist kind of way, but we're not striving. This is, I always tell people it's not art, nature journaling for some people will be art because they want it to be, but for the purposes of what we're mostly going out on a nature walk to do is to learn science. And so we, we don't have to be so worried about perfect pages.
1: Oh that's that's really really good. And it reminds me again of the Lewis and Clark program that you and and Nana did and Nana teaches you at the beginning like how to draw a map of the United States because you're gonna <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and <laughs>
1: my daughter was like, "Mom, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, Texas is, like, longer than Florida. Like, I was just, it was not my, my drawing was not, it just was sort of a blob. Like, you could kind of tell there was sort of, like, Maine and Florida. Like, it was just a, yeah.
2: It gave you the impression. Yeah. And what did Nana keep saying? Nana kept saying, hey, listen, this is your first time doing a United States map freehand.
1: Give mm -hmm. yourself
2: some grace. You'll get better over time. Right. I love Nana. And then, oh.
1: Yes, yes. We yeah, we, we love yeah. Nana. Um, but, you know, I, that was when it clicked for me that this is not about drawing. Like, I mean, yes, you're an artist and you're working on improving your artistic skill at the same time. But that lesson was not – it was about learning the trail that Lewis and Clark took. And, yeah. you know, I'm just thinking now, too, like, I mean, they're exploring parts of the country that, like – you know, people hadn't seen before. They're seeing plants. They're seeing animals. I'm sure their uh, journals that they kept were filled with mistakes, you know? Oh, I'm sure <laughs> they would. yeah. They had to have been. Yeah, yeah. And their so,
2: paper was probably very scarce, and their pencils were probably very scarce. So, yeah, you took what you did, and, and it made do with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I just, I think if we can teach our kids, like, that it's not... Um, you don't have to get it, you know, absolutely perfect. And it's going to be, it's, and and it's going to get better with time and practice and everything else. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I think your approach is so good with that. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of that community, um, which is brand new. So we'll make sure we link to that over at the show notes too. Um, okay. Another, another Instagram question. What age is best to start something more than just nature walks?
2: Mm. Any age. Honestly, any age. Um, Just nature walks are really, really good things. I find that just nature walks tend to get really boring for some kids. So when you start to see that everybody's like, Why are we doing this? Or it's complete playtime rather than any learning. Because see, here's the thing. Going outdoors and and running along a nature trail for play's purpose, that's completely fine. But if your goal is nature study and nature study is not happening anymore, then it's probably time to rein it in just a little bit and go out with a purpose in mind. Um, That purpose in mind doesn't necessarily have to include notebooking. It can just be, okay, we are on the hunt for as many colored leaves as we can find today. They're probably going to find a lot more than just colored leaves on that walk because they're actually, they've got a purpose in mind. They're looking for leaves and then obviously they're observing other things because they're actually in observation mode. Um, So anytime, you could have a three-year-old that's ready to take a little nature notebook out and And start coloring the leaves they see. Um, You could have 10-year-olds who are really doing pretty good just to go on a regular old nature walk. And yet they're coming back with all this knowledge because they're kind of self-starters. And then you could have a 15-year-old that says, I don't want to do nature walks anymore. You go, oh, there's still so much to learn. I want you to think about what we learned in science this week and let's go out and see if we can find some examples of it in nature so really any age and it all depends on how much learning is actually taking place on the nature walk if learning is your intent what would you say to people who have either a reluctant
0: I'm thinking of questions I get about people when when we post pictures of hiking on Instagram I get um, a couple different concerns I get the people who have one child that is really reluctant to go in nature and then I also get the mom who's reluctant to go in nature either because of something in her environment that is in our area it's ticks. right so we get a ton of concerns about ticks, and it's almost this fear like you're putting mm-hmm. yourself in danger going out there so I get either there's one kid that's reluctant or the mom is reluctant but like part of her wants to what would you yeah. say to those families?
2: Well, I would first say it would be okay to start, especially I'm I'm talking more the mom side of it, to start with go grab yourself some books from the library that are going to get people excited about nature. Maybe try some no-sweat nature study around the, the table with all of your kids. Get um, start learning a love for nature. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I find that people who think they don't want to be out in it, when they start finding a love for it indoors, it's kind of like, ah, but last time we drove by such and such, I think I saw this. And then all of a sudden they kind of want to go out and do this. Um, so that's sort of from the mom's angle. And then from the reluctant child. Um, yeah, I've got a couple pieces of advice on this. Number one. You get to have your feelings and I will do my best to cater to you when possible, but you don't get to rule our homeschool. So if the rest of us are going out, you're going out too. You don't have to love it, but you're not going to ruin it for the rest of us. So it's kind of a discipline sort of thing for me. But then I also work really, really hard to make nature study number one. A lot of those kids, they want a purpose to what they're doing. So giving them a purpose and giving them a purpose that is kind of up their alley um, really tends to work most of the time. So the purpose is go out with a plan in mind, right? And then what are we going to do that's up their alley? Well, it depends. So are they really into math? Okay, well, then let's tie this nature walk into math. I want you not only to count, the different color leaves i want you to make a tally chart of the different types of trees that you're finding that are yellow or i don't it's going to look like anything but you get what i'm going at and then um when everybody else when you're kind of tired with the walk fine you sit down on the park bench while the rest of us walk a little bit and when i come back why don't you create me a graph or a chart or something from the data you've been collecting okay so um let's say that math isn't their thing but Touching all the things is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So we're going out with a purpose in mind and it's, we're still on leaves. I want you to actually collect as many different leaves of different colors as you can. So I want all the le- yellow leaves you can get me, but I want them to be different varieties of leaves. So they're physically having to touch those leaves and you come back. Okay. Now, Let's create a pictograph right here on the trail. Let's create a pictograph. So let's take those leaves and let's um, let's line them up by yellow. Let's line them up by orange. Let, if you want, let's draw that in our nature journal. Um, so in other words, you've got them on a mission and they get to touch things. So you're just you're trying to go out with a plan in mind, and you're trying to go give them something that's up their alley. Um, I actually wrote a hundred plus creative nature walks and the forty. Uh, Nature Walks science labs on the go books for those kids and for those parents who are like I, I, all we're doing is walking and I just don't even know so those mm-hmm. are really like grab and go it doesn't take mom a lot of effort but it doesn't take the kids a lot of effort but they're still really fun with a purpose in mind
1: perfect Okay, and those are in your shop too so yes, we'll make are. sure that we link to that so everybody can find Thank those you. easily um, okay so you had said earlier that sometimes it's too hot. Sometimes it's too cold. (laughs) So I think again, kind of what you said earlier with, you know, we get this idea of like a method or philosophy in our head and we think, well, if we're doing this method, we have to do a weekly nature walk. Like we have to get out once a week. Um, but sometimes it's just a lot more fun sometimes it's a lot easier to be out in nature at certain times of year than others so yeah can we give parents permission to not have to nature walk every single week even if it's a frostbite you know
2: absolutely and concern? there's no rule there's no rule that you have to do it once a week or once every two weeks or once a month you do it when it works for you i will say that um if you're part of a nature club that maybe meets once a month or something that is a really good way to hold yourself accountable for getting outside, even if it's a little too hot for you. It's kind of that suck it up buttercup because we have other people <laughs> depending on us, right? If, if it is your desire to go out on a regular basis, you completely have my permission to go out when you want to. But if you're thinking, oh, then you've just given me permission to never go out. Well, maybe, maybe you go to nature club. And everybody holds one another accountable. And, you know, really back to that reluctant kid or reluctant mom question, that nature club can be a really good answer for that, too.
1: Oh, sure. Because sometimes, and you mentioned, like, you know, a 15-year-old, for instance, who
2: might not want to hang out in
1: nature as much, but they want to see their friends. And mm-hmm. so if you're getting together out in nature, and then we have, um, right now, we meet Mondays at a nature what is it called? It's a forest preserve. See how good I am at nature. Um, We (laughs) needed a forest preserve and you know it's amazing because they do go out and they even when and this is the older kids like the teens in the group even when they're not doing something where they're collecting leaves or they're journaling or something like that it you know it's just the things where it's the creek was higher today. You know, mm-hmm. the leaves are starting to change. They're still noticing. They're still mm-hmm. observing. And yeah. so, I mean, there's, yeah, I think that can be good too. And um, so, yeah, maybe look for groups in your area that go out or sometimes. Or start
2: one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. start. It's it's not as hard as you think to start one. Um, I'll send you guys a blog post that I have, Seven Easy Steps to Start a Nature Club.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay. Um,
2: and then I will also want to give you permission to allow your older kids to be done. Um, That's something that a lot of people would, I kind of heard some audible sighs when I said that, but 15, 16, it's okay if they are so busy in their textbooks and their jobs and their friends, that certain things slide, whether that's nature study or whether that's, it, it can be a million different things, but that's something that I had to learn the hard way, not a lot of parents of older kids are talking about the changes that are okay and natural. Yeah. And I pushed for a lot of participation in some things that it was likely time just to let them move on a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's natural. It's
2: sad. It's so sad. <laughs> um, Especially if it's something you yeah. um, love.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. But how many of us know somebody who their passion is, like I have my uncle who, I mean, he, every chance he gets, he's out in nature now as an adult. And I wonder what would have happened if he would have been pushed to keep doing it at a time in his life when what he really wanted to do, like you said, was have a part-time job, make some money, earn some Mm -hmm. money for a car, meet a lady, you know, all those things. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in that other conversation that I hope we do have um, eventually, the older years, like probably from 12 or 13 up, are perfect years for your kids to be able to explore some passions. Well, passions take time. And if we are saying, nope, you got to do A, B, C, D, E, you got to do it all, then you really, you don't allow them a lot of time for their passion learning. And I can promise you, both of my older kids are pursuing the passion time now. Oh. That's what they're doing in life. Like, that's their life goal, the passion time. Amazing.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. We're going to have to do this as soon as possible. What are you doing yeah. next week, Cindy? No. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so I know that there's going to be parents who listen to this, and they're like, okay, all right. I know how to do this now. I'm going to go download the guide, a hundred easy nature walks. You know, I'm, I'm going to, what, what do parents need to put in their backpack or their kid's backpack or what are the things that you need to get started simply with nature study?
2: Oh, very good question. Um, a bag backpack of some sort that includes a nature journal and some colored pencils or pencils, um i like to also have a measuring tape on hand because kids love to measure things circumference length width pipe all that good stuff um and then depending on where you're going whether you need bug spray or tick repellent or sunscreen or whatever but really and truly it's basic 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 is some kind of paper and some kind of pencils whether they're regular or colored pencils. There are lots of other things you could pack, but that's basic.
1: Okay. I can remember, yeah, starting out, I thought, like, okay, we have to bring, like, a whole lunch. We have to spend a day there. It's going to be this big involved thing, and it took me years to realize, like, no, you can go and you can walk for literally 20 minutes, and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be that you have, you know, enough water to sustain you for, you know, three (laughs) days. Like, it's okay. Okay. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and the reindeer and the and the right rain. Yeah. <laughs> right yes and you know what there are plenty of walks that we go on and we don't even take a nature journal yeah. maybe even the nature journal isn't even a thing that day because all we're doing is measuring we're just having fun measuring let's go see mm-hmm. how many things we can find that are taller than us um or oh. whatever so the nature journal you have my permission not to always do that too
1: I love that. And that's that's math yeah. right there too. So yes, when you're is. like, oh, well, if I take this time to go on a nature walk today, by the time we get everybody there, do the nature walk and get back, that's our whole morning. How are we mm-hmm. going to get everything in? Well, you're also doing math. You're also mm-hmm. getting, you know you're getting your pen. and, um, yeah, <laughs> you're, um, you know, maybe you're learning about your area. That's geography. Like, I mean, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of things too, that through, and plus, then they're writing and they're drawing. So.
0: Plus we haven't even mentioned that it's just a mood booster for everybody. Like it's mm-hmm. good for moms. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a better mom when I've been outside. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's just proven science getting outside and getting your muscles pumping. You talk about um, a lot of kids will do occupational therapy or brain training or things like that. What they're training them in is muscle movement In a lot of whether they're moving that brain around or moving those muscles, big motor skills or small motor muscles around because it's feeding. The oxygen is literally making you a better student. So yeah, it's really good all around.
1: All right, well... I know people are going to want to connect with you more now after hearing this. So, can you tell everybody where to find you? Um, the places you hang out? I know you're on Instagram. Yeah,
2: I am. I love Instagram. Our Journey Westward, pretty much. You can find me anywhere. That's my blog, ourjourneywestward.com. Our Journey Westward on Instagram. Our Journey Westward on Facebook. Um, I hang out more on Instagram than I hang out on Facebook, but I am there some. And then there is a Nature Explorers with one E in the middle, um, Nature Explorers group on Facebook, where we are all sharing pictures of cool things we found or cool things our kids did or asking nature questions that we don't know how to answer. And we're having a really good time over there. So you're welcome to join us there, too
1: fantastic and then to your community your online community that has the courses that's no nosweatnaturestudy.com is that no. right yes it is okay.
2: you could find it at ourjourneywestward.com in the shop or nosweatnaturestudy.com yes. perfect okay
1: and like i said we'll put links to all that stuff in the show okay, notes thank you. so that everybody can find you and connect with you and start learning more about nature and getting all excited about all the all the naturey things that can be a little intimidating if you're not a natural naturalist is that a thing i don't know <laughs> <A> natural <naturalist. laughs> I like naturally
2: natural naturalist oh, I, that's I, yeah
1: <laughs> i have to tell you guys my my daughter um because our, our group that meets on Mondays, it's not a co-op technically. So I started calling it our nature group. And she was like, Mom, it sounds like it, it sounds like we're all like nudists or something. Like it doesn't sound, <laughs> when you say it that way, like we need to have a different name for this. And I'm like, okay, we'll work on that. So now, right now. We just call it our Monday group. Um, oh, that's funny. Okay, so before you go, we always like to ask our guests if there's something that's bringing you joy right now.
2: Yes. Um, I am not a big tea drinker until fall and winter, and so now it's turned fall temperatures here in Kentucky, so I pulled out all of my teas, and they are bringing me a lot of joy.
1: I love
2: tea. I can't do caffeine, so mine are usually herbal-based. Sometimes I'll do a decaf, but I really love herbal-based things.
1: Do you have a favorite? I was just going to ask. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, can I name a few favorites? Oh, of course. Okay. I love my Rubios tea from Republic of Tea. I love any kind of peppermint tea from anybody, but there's a really good strong one that's, um, oh, where's it from? I think I find it at Trader Joe's, maybe. that's Anyway, any good strong peppermint tea. And then I've got this new love. It's called Blood Orange Rubios from, oh. I think I found it at Croker. Wow. And I'm not a big Ooh. fruity – I don't really like fruity stuff, but this one is good. That's what I'm sipping on right now.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Good. So
2: that's my current love.
1: Those are some I new ones that. to try. I, ah. Yeah. I. Our tea cabinet is sort of exploding at this point, mm-hmm. but – I can add a couple, you know.
2: Well, my daughter really loves tea. Yeah, my daughter loves tea all year round. So we are exploding as well, even though I'm just now rediscovering my favorites.
1: (laughs) What about you, Kate?
2: Um, We are today
0: meeting with our, we have an informal story club. And so... We're taking a little break between we're between stories. Last week we read "How to Make an Apple Pie and See the World" and did Anna's tutorial and chalk pastel tutorial together. And this week we're going to an apple orchard and we're gonna get apples and then go back and make an apple pie.
2: Oh, fun! Yeah,
0: so kind of a perfect fall New England day. I Mm -hmm. love those sorts of days
1: yes Mm -hmm. we're going to an apple orchard on friday that's that's our plan for friday yeah it is what about you Kara? um so my son started driver's ed a couple weeks ago and yesterday we went and he got his permit to learn to drive and a bunch of people have been asking me like are you freaking out are you freaking out and i'm really not because i figured it out um First of all, he's a he's a smart, responsible kid, and he's going to be just fine. And I've seen him drive a go kart; everything's going to be good. But two <laughs> is that um, he he was somebody who hadn't really taken tests before, and he'd been in a classroom like a little bit, like co-op classes, and um, a couple classes at, like our nature center and the history museum and stuff, but not like a real class, you know, and he's like doing really well on the quizzes and, and, you know, then he yesterday got his permit. And so, you know how you kind of worry sometimes, like when you're taking this alternative path with homeschooling, like, is it okay that I'm not giving him pop quizzes every week? Is it okay that he's not having like tests all the time? And that was really kind of a worry in in the back of my head. And I I guess I didn't know how strong it was until he started doing this and he's thriving and doing great. So it's just, kind of one of those like a worry I didn't know was so so big has kind of like gone away and so I'm like no I'm not I'm not stressed about his permit at all I'm just like I'm I guess it's a little bit of relief like relief that okay I'm not screwing him up by homeschooling him you know <laughs> 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 like he's doing great everything's gonna be okay I don't know so yeah
0: so yeah. It was a milestone for
2: both of you guys
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You posted a picture on Instagram yesterday of him and it was awesome to see the smile on his face. You could just tell that he was just as happy as he's ever been. Oh, it was oh awesome.
1: thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people who think I have one child because <laughs> he doesn't always love to have pictures shared. And uh-huh. I know we all do this when you have blogs and Instagram and, you know, all that kind of stuff where it's like, you know, you have kids and you think you don't want to share stuff if they don't want it shared. We, you know, we kind of have to find that balance with like respecting their privacy, but yeah, he was so happy yesterday that I got to share a picture uh, and yeah. I love good. it. It's good. I it's good. It. And now like, I think you know, we have to have you back Cindy and we can talk all about, like, you know, yes, you can like a method without making yourself crazy and, and you know, big kids and, Seeing their successes, even though you know you didn't make them take a ton of tests, so. Yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) I am. I would love to do that.
1: Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank
2: you. This was great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, ladies.
1: Wonderful. And you know, we probably are going to have more questions about nature study too. So we'll just have to have you back again after that. So you know. (laughs) I'm
2: in. Anytime you follow up, nature follow
1: up. Yeah. Clear your calendar, Cindy. We're (laughs) not. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.